This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, June the 2nd. And how about it? How about the Phillies winning a baseball game? Not something I thought I would be as excited about as I am. But hey, you know, you take what you can get these days. Actually, a really fun win yesterday. I mean, a hard fought tough type of win where they played some small ball, they got some big hits, they got enough pitching from the bullpen, and, you know, dare I say looked like a major league team for a night. I I know, I know, it's a a crazy thought. This team could, even for one evening, look competent and uh, look like they knew how to play baseball. And we did it. We had a fun night. How about it? A 6-5 to five victory. We'll dive into it all. I was actually at the ballpark last night. A lot to talk about there. It was super fun. Had a great time down there. Obviously, frustrating to see you know the lack of people down there. It's a big series with the Giants. You would hope there'd be more people there, but um, you know, I understand it with the way the team's been playing. It's been hard, and, and a 6 o'clock start for the game and all that. I get it, but ultimately, it was a fun one if you did get to go down to it. Um, not super fun prior to the game, some some bad news on multiple fronts. Obviously, we talked yesterday about Gene Segura breaking his finger on a failed bunt attempt. Not great, obviously. Um, got worse yesterday. We found out that uh, you know, we were hoping maybe a month, a little more. 10 to 12 weeks for Gene Segura, the break. Clearly a, a significant one. 10 to 12 weeks, so up to three months for Gene Segura, which, you know, we could do the math, right? It's the beginning of June, so June, July, August. There is the potential that Gene Segura does not join this team again until September, um, and certainly August at the, the earliest, um, it, it would appear. And um, it's a shame. It's, it's really a shame because Gene was having a really nice season. And, you know, you could argue after Bryce Harper, Gene Segura, Maybe the Phillies' best position player this season, you know, arguably, potentially, certainly. I mean, probably the best defensive player they had, as insane that is. But, you know, um, Gene was playing a really good second base. Like, the dude was picking it out there and, and making plays and really, you know, looked to have settled in there and, and has really been good as a second baseman. Um, that's obviously out the window and, and I think even more impactful, the losing of the bat. As Gene has been one of the few guys you've been able to count on for any sort of extended period of time this season. You know, Gene has had a nice year. He's struggling a bit before he got hurt. You know, the average 
dip below 300, he was at 300 for a while, around 300, all that. But for the most part, on the whole, I mean, you know, Gene's given the Phillies really everything they could have asked from him this year, and it, and it is a shame. It is a shame, and not just that, he has been kind of, it seemed really, really jacked in, you know. he's um, There's been no hustle issues, you know. He's really, really hustling everywhere, really seemed very, very locked in on the season and locked in on this team and, you know, seems like a great teammate. You know, we had Kyle Schwarber on the Midday Show a week ago or whatever, and he was asked, you know, who his favorite teammate was. Essentially, you know, who's the most fun guy or whatever, and he said, Gene, you know. He said, the guy's just got a real magnetic personality and um, is always always having a good time. And that's a big loss. It's a big loss. Again, especially for a team that is scuffling right now. Is you know Now they're 22 and 29, going into the game 21 and 29, a team that has really struggled to find their identity, has struggled to compete on a, a consistent night-to-night basis, and to lose one of the few guys who's, you know, for the most part, done that for you this season, it's it's crushing. It is a crushing loss. Losing Gene Segura for 10 to 12 weeks is just a gigantic bummer. It's it really is. It re- honestly, it really does. Um, you know, it 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 adds another you know hit, so to speak, to the um growing concern for how this season play out. Like, obviously, we've talked. I, I need to see it to believe it, but it's only you know it's June second, so I'm I'm still like holding out hope that they can put it together and and be a wild card contender. Right? You know, the division's over. But, you know, I'm holding out hope that they could figure it out, you know, maybe going a little late surge, all that type of stuff. And, you know, I know that that's more my heart than my head. But losing Segura really, really, really hurts that. It really does impact that. You know, this guy has been very important to this team. And look, a nice night for Nick Maton. Last night in particular didn't hurt the Phillies that much. But, you know, we know Nick Maton. He's a nice player. I like Nick Maton. I'm, I'm, Happy's here, but he's not an everyday player. At least he has not proven yet to be an everyday player in Major League Baseball. He just hasn't gotten to that yet. And, you know, Gene has, again, been one of the the best players on the team. Like, one of the few guys you can really count on night tonight. It's uh, it's a big, big loss. It really is. And uh, the Phillies will feel the the effects of it. And um, it's a shame. Honestly, more than anything, it's a shame. Because I think that... um, Gene was having a really nice year, and I think he had really ingratiated himself to Phillies fans and and clearly the the team itself. It seemed like Gene was you know heading in a really nice direction right now, and um, it's just a shame. And and especially for something so dumb like, and again that comes back to being on Gene and and on everyone who's coached him throughout his career and all that. But like, how do you not know how to hold the bat for a bunt at this? level of baseball and i mean i get it look you know bunts are a thing of the past again unless you're nick mayton um who laid down a butte last night um but you know you know people don't bunt like they used to i get it it's okay um the giants do giants do um but even still i mean it's something you got to know how to do and you got to know that you know hold the bat that way it's gonna it's gonna put your hand in jeopardy of of getting broken um, or if you square your body up the wrong way, you have jeopardy of hitting the ball in your face, like bounce off the bat in your face. I mean, there's so many things you need to understand what to do, but I think number one pinnacle of all that is, um, is knowing not to grab the bat with your hand, but instead to place the bat on your hand, you know, to create that little lip with your thumb and slide the bat in there and 
you know, we learned that and, you know, kind of control the bat with your, you know, kind of um, not holding it, but moving it up and down with your thumb, you know, and, and your, your hand like that. I mean, it's just, you know, this is, this is basic stuff and, you know, it's a shame to lose a guy to that. And again, it's a shame to lose a guy for a long stretch of time like that. And again, someone who was super important to the team's chances this season. So it is a big loss. Like I, I can't sugarcoat it. Losing Gene Segura hurts. It hurts this team, especially for 10 to 12 weeks. That is massive. And then, you know, the other news prior to the game and you know, not as, as long-term concerning, but you, you know, on the whole, it's concerning Bryce Harper, a late scratch with forearm tightness. Uh, they said it's not related to the elbow, but I mean, it's the same arm. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, that now you want to hear, you know, forearm stiffness is a classic, um, UCL issue. You know, the, the Tommy John surgery is often, you know, often follows, uh, the report that someone has forearm tightness, you know, like, so, We'll see. Again, I, I do believe that at some point Bryce Harper will have to get Tommy John. Now, I could be wrong. The PRP injections might help. The, you know, who knows? Again, he's a fielder, not a pitcher. But, man, it just, you know, if this thing's giving him trouble and if, you know, if he, as they said, does have a, a slightly torn UCL, um, and then you add in, you know, this this nagging type stuff now, I mean, it's concerning. It's 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 really... Really, 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 really concerning. So, um, you know, so Bryce is okay. They said they off day today, a much, 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 much needed off day after 16 straight days of baseball. Needed off day for the players. I mean, 16 straight days is no joke. There was a West Coast trip in there, all this stuff. Um, or I guess there was a West Coast trip right before the, the break um, last off day. But regardless, um, I think the fans needed to. I think we needed it too. I need a, a a night off, a night off from this team desperately. Desperate. I can't tell you how happy I am to not have to watch a baseball game tonight and just take it easy. And look, they need to regroup and they need to figure this out. Got a big series against the Angels and we got the Brewers. It's still the very end of this gauntlet that we have talked about. We are there as um you know. Shockingly, it didn't go great. <laughs> Talked a lot about this stretch of games with the Dodgers and the Padres and the Dodgers and the Giants and the Angels and the this and the that and the Mets and the Braves and all that. And we were like, this is make or break stuff. This is important. What can they do? There we go. That's where we are. So um, the Harper thing is absolutely concerning. I am definitively concerned about it. We'll see what happens. I am obviously hoping for the best. Um, I'm hoping that this is just a night off type thing. Um, you know, all that stuff, but I do think in the long term it is, it's super concerning. I don't know how it couldn't be concerning. So we'll see. Um, let's hope the PRP works. All right. Last night, really nice win, a really nice win for those fightings, you know, um, kind of a slow game to start a back and forth. Uh, Nola was cruising for five innings, just dynamite for five innings and then ran into problems in the sixth. Phillies do get on the board first, so an RBI single from Reese Hoskins in the third makes it one nothing. Then Nikki Maton a bunt RBI single, a classic squeeze bunt that worked. He got on it as well. Um, really, just a beautiful bunt. Beautiful. What a night for Maton, really. 
Uh, two nothing, Phils. You're feeling good. We're like, all right, two nothing. Uh, in all honesty, I'm at the game, and I'm just saying to buddies, I'm in all honesty. I was like, let's see how they blow it tonight. Can't wait to find out how they crush our souls this evening. Like that was, that was kind of where I was at, um, and it felt like they were going to because then the sixth inning came, and the Phillies are up two nothing, and we're cruising along, and then all of a sudden, Nola. Who, Nola, it was something like 50-something pitches to get to the sixth inning, then a 32-pitch sixth inning that ultimately yields five runs. So Nola goes essentially five shutout, ends the day with six innings, five runs. Five hits, no walks, five strikeouts. You know, I think um, a little unlucky on some of the stuff, but the Wilmer Flores home run really was the the crusher, a three-run shot. Five to two Giants in it. I mean, in all honesty, just felt completely over in that moment. It was like, there we go. Yippers, this is what we were expecting. We got there. We got to the spot that we expected to be at. Congratulations, everyone. We we found our way where we need to be. Um, but instead, the next inning, the, the bottom half of the six, Phillies, go Phillies. I mean, I found it. Nick Maton, boom! Two-run shot, Nick Maton. It's 5-4. And I'm like, oh, all right. We got ourselves a game here. This is interesting. Then just a couple batters later with a runner on. A 3-0 count. Kyle Schwarber, boom! How about it? Schwarber, big home run. Gives him a 6-5 to five lead in the 6. And then shout-out to the bullpen, man. Chris Sanchez, clean inning. Brad Hand, clean inning. Corey Gnable, 1-2-3! In a one-run game. All right, boys. Isn't it so nice to just see a baseball team do normal baseball things? You know, just to see a team get a hit to take the lead and then not give up that lead and then win a baseball game like a normal bleeping team. Isn't that, isn't it nice? It's so nice. To watch players get outs they're supposed to, to watch teams make plays they're supposed to, to watch players get clutch hits then when they need it. It is so nice. Nice, you know. I'll take it. Look, and again, they needed it. The big hit from Schwarber there. I mean, the, the 12th homer on the season leads the team uh, to give them the lead there. And then, obviously, uh, Nicky Maton's first homer of the season. Schwarber goes two for four on the night with two RBIs and a run. You love to see it. Hoskins one for four, but did have that hit. A tough night for Cassie. Couldn't get anything going. Realmuto one for four, still struggling. Bohm over four. He's been struggling. Odubel two for three. Nice night for him. And then it was really the bottom of the lineup. You know, Odubel goes two for three, scores two runs. Think Maton two for four with a run, three RBI. And then Bryson Stott a little night, two for four with two runs. So, you know, it's nice to see those guys get going at the bottom of the lineup. It has been obviously, as we know, a, a massive struggle for um for this offense to, you know, get on any sort of a roll of, of any kind, <laughs> ever. Um, they lost five straight before. Um, but it was nice to see last night. And I think, you know, Schwarber getting going really, really could change the complexion of this team a bit. You know, he is one of those guys, you know, we've talked about his June last year, the 18 homers, 20 homers, whatever it was. I mean, he is one of those guys who, who does get on like a, a, I'm the best player in baseball type role, you know, so I, I can put a team on my back type role. Like that is, that is what he has in him. You know, Schwerber has done that before. Kyle Schwerber has gone on runs where, you know, he has literally carried a team essentially for a few weeks or a month. And the Phillies could certainly use that, especially with the injuries, with the situation, you know, with no Harper for right now. And I'm assuming he'll be back soon, but you know, the no gene thing, like, 
anything they can get anything they can get to um you know kind of supplement this and carry them through it would would just be huge it would be so huge cuz we really do need to win some baseball games you know is this again this team is still far back still has a lot of work to do short had 16 home runs in the month of June last year um and 1122 for what it's worth for what it's worth, you know, last uh, last year this was Schwarber's season. In the month of April, a six nineteen OPS. In the month of May, a eight fifty seven OPS. In the month of June, an eleven twenty two OPS. In the month of July, a thirteen fifty OPS. Now, July he was hurt, so don't. For, for, let's take that one back. He only played two games in July, but then August in fifteen games, a ten ninety two OPS. So, you know. It's not the craziest thing in the world to think that Schwarber could be turning around a little bit. That it, the, the the calendar strikes June and all of a sudden Schwarber shows up. I mean, hey, crazier things have happened. They could really use that dude right now, like in a big way. That would be um, be massive. It'd be massive. And again, a nice win last night. You know, I, I, you know, you don't get too carried away. Seam has lost a lot of baseball games recently. Um, but it was a, a, a game they kind of needed to have. Not kind of. I mean... Honestly, I think there's a good chance. I, you know what? That's not fair. But I think there was at least a chance Joe Girardi could have gotten fired if they had lost again and had been six straight, heading to the off day, all that stuff. So um, we'll see. Uh, they do win. I guess theoretically there's a chance Girardi could still get fired, but um, it just doesn't feel like they're going to. That's the vibe that I kind of get. You know, we talked last week about that Dombrowski comment about I don't ever look at managers in season, which again, I, I don't think that'll stick, so to speak. But, you know, it was interesting that he would say that this early, you know, that's like, we'll see. It's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. And, you know, we've talked about it a million times. I don't think firing Girardi solves all their problems or anything like that. I just, I think he's a bad manager and I think they could do better. And I think a kick in the pants certainly couldn't hurt this team. Uh, we'll look ahead in a minute. One other thing uh, from being down there last night, a couple things, actually. One, uh, we got the opportunity to go with some of the WIP Midday Show listeners. And it was awesome. Um, just a bunch of awesome people. We had a great time hanging out, getting the opportunity to, um, you know, meet people, talk to people we've talked to before on the phone. All that was really, really cool. And some great people came by Pat McCarthy, shout out to the great Pat McCarthy, uh, iron pigs announcer, of course, Tom's son got to meet Pat. Finally, we've, we've talked many times, but never met. That was super fun, but there were a lot of great people down there. Shout out to some WIP people, Dan Wilson, Rod Lake. And like, we had a whole crew of people down there. It was very cool. It was very cool. But, um, the reason I'm, I'm like setting the scene like this is because, you know, we had this crew of people, we're all hanging out and we're, we're in like, um, section three thirty-three. So, you know, we had hoped to get seats that were a little more out of the way so that we could just make sure our whole crew was together and get to meet all the listeners. And, you know, people won, pro- won the tickets on our show and you want to, you want to hang out with everyone. You want to meet everyone. That whole thing, right? So we're there, and and all of a sudden, I go to go. I go to get a uh, hot dog, and I see this dude on the the three hundred level concourse. You know, and you know people are kind of cloistering or clustering around him. Clustering, not cloistering. Clustering around him, and you know he's just kind of talking to me. I'm looking. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, that sure does look a lot like John Middleton. And then. I kind of hear the voice, and I'm like, wow, that's John Middleton. <laughs> that's, I can hear the voice. That's John Middleton. When I'm said hi, you know, work at WIP, really nice to meet you. Thanks for everything, blah, blah, blah. And then went to the seat. 
And then, wouldn't you know it, and this was like in the third inning, wouldn't you know it, by like the fourth inning, John Middleton just comes over. And John Middleton spent the rest of the game hanging out and talking with our crew. It was honestly one of the most stunning, astounding things that's ever happened to me at a baseball game. I mean, first and foremost, like props to that dude. Props to John Middleton for going and hanging out with the people. You know, I mean, to be at a game and just walking around saying hi to people, taking pictures. He took a ton of pictures. He had like callers come, like Tom from Abington. If you listen to WIP, came up to him and like, hey, John, I'm Tom from Abington. He had people doing that kind of stuff to him. It was just like he's answering all kinds of questions. People are yelling, you know, stuff at him. It was, it was, it was wild. It was wild. John Middleton was awesome. Like, shout out to the guy. Um, you know, and obviously, as we talked about, you know, I think if you look at the power structure of the Phillies, at least this season, you know, Middleton kind of the one who I would say deserves the least blame. You know, the dude opened his checkbook and finally went over the tax. I think it's more, you know, Dombrowski and certainly Girardi. Um, but still, you know, a team that's struggling and a team that, you know, there is there is the possibility that, that being out there could lead to some sort of, you know, some knuckleheads. They're knuckleheads, but he still did it. He was there at the 300 level, literally spent the entire game talking to every listener we had there, all these people coming up, taking pictures, all that stuff. And, um... I appreciated it. I really did. You know, I will, um, I will always call it like I see it. You know, I've had no problem saying what I think about John Middleton or the Phillies or this or that in the past. And, and I will have no problem doing it in the future. But on that same token, like credit were due, man. Like I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. And that was really cool. You know, that the owner was just hanging out. I, I don't, I don't think you see that too often. I know that I, have not seen that very often. I know Dave Montgomery used to do it back in the day, you know, famous for it. And, and, you know, David was a, um, just a wonderful human being as, as has been said by every person who ever met the guy, just like the best guy everyone ever knew. Um, but that's it. Like I've never, and, and, you know, that was just kind of came with the Dave Montgomery territory. I had no idea that Middleton did it. And, um, I just respected it. I really did. I respected that he was there with the people, talking to people, hearing people's gripes, and people were telling him to fire Girardi. People were telling him to, you know, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. Oh, do you know what you're going to do? Like, and he handled it with a plum. And he really did, you know, banter with people. He really did um, seem engaged with people and their stories. Like, at the end, one of our listeners, Billy T, was going to say goodbye, and John Milton was like, Billy T with the arm angle. Like, because they had talked about arm angles and pitching and stuff, and, like, he remembered it. And I thought that was... It was notable to me. Like, it stood out like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm impressed by you tonight, John Middleton. I'm impressed by you tonight. Now, you know, you still got to win baseball games. You still got to build a great team. But but I thought it was an impressive night for John Middleton, for me personally, to see that and see him, you know, out and about with the people. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't think most owners do that. And um, I respected it and I appreciated it. And I had a good talk with him, you know? I told him that to, 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 I love the Ani hire, our raise guy in the front office, more of this guy, <laughs> you know, but it was, um, it was neat. It was a, a cool experience. And I think um, he says he does it often or relatively often. So if you're going to a game and, you know, you sit up in the 300s or the 400s or whatever, you know, keep an eye out because there's a chance the freaking owner of the team might walk up to you and say hi, which is, again, pretty neat stuff. Pretty neat stuff. So shout out to Middleton. I thought that was like legit awesome. And he was a great guy. He was super nice. So we had a lot of fun doing that. So shout out to John Middleton. All right. Uh, Phillies at 22 and 29 on the season in uh, in the least surprising news of all time. The Mets won again yesterday as 
That's all they do. Swing games. Mets are 35 and 17. 35 and 17. You want to get real sad if you're, you know, like me, Philly, all the way and hate New York sports. Uh, two best teams in baseball. Yankees at 34 and 15 and the Mets at 35 and 17. So cool. <laughs> cool. Oh, I hate it. Uh, Philly's 29 and 20, or excuse me, 22 and 29. Two and a half back of the Braves who have been winning some games. Uh, Braves are now at uh, 24 and 27. Phillies at 22 and 29. So we'll see. It's a really big series uh, coming up this weekend. Again, it's a big off day. And then you get Anaheim, uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or whatever they're called in town. Um, you do miss Otani pitching, which is great. Uh, you're gonna. It looks as of now, it's gonna be an Eflin against uh, some guy named Sulthus, Sulseth. I don't even know who it is. Uh, Michael Lorenz and I do know against Wheeler. That's a great matchup for the Phillies. And then Gibson against Sandoval. Sandoval's a really nice pitcher, but um, it's good stuff. I think it's a nice little series here, an opportunity for the Phillies to take advantage. They need to beat the Angels. And then the Brewers, uh, they head to Milwaukee to face the Brewers. Just a three-game stopover in Milwaukee, and then back home for. The Diamondbacks and the the Marlins, that is a big home series. So um, it's an important series against the Angels as we're kind of rounding out this toughest part of the schedule. The Phillies could build a little momentum in again. You know, they win this game against the Giants. Maybe, I don't know, win a couple in a row. What a crazy thought. Either way, relax tonight. Enjoy yourself. Take it easy. Don't think about the Phillies. Don't think about baseball. Take the night off. That's what I'm going to try and do. Um, and tomorrow we get right back at it. And uh, maybe, maybe, just maybe something. Good. Either way, we'll see. And either way, we'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 